This is Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Forge Daily right here on the Forge Audio Network. I'm your host, Mackenzie Barwell, coming to you on February 12th, 2024, just one day before the second leg of the matchup between Forge FC and Guadalajara of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. If you missed last week's episode, I got the chance to sit down with the CPL's Charlie O'Connor-Clark to get into everything that went down in the first leg on Wednesday. But today I really want to take the time to tee up tomorrow's matchup. I'll give you all the info and context needed. We'll talk about some recent updates regarding Forge FC and then as well get into that post-match press conference to understand just how Coach Bobby felt about Forge's first go against a Liga MX team of this caliber in 2024. So let's just get right into it, beginning with some recent transactions. Just a few days ago on February 7th, Forge announced the signing of midfielder Zane Bruno to a development contract, as well as Jasim Khalilat. He's a goalkeeper. He would sign a short-term contract. So both of whom will be available for selection tomorrow and the remainder of CONCACAF. Zane Bruno, though, is just 17 years old, and like many other Forge players, he comes from League One Ontario and played for Sigma FC. So I'm sure now that he's a development player on this roster, he'll have some familiar faces around the locker room. Jasim, though, is coming off a professional career in the U.S. Last year in the 2023 MLS Super Draft, he was selected in the second round by LAFC. Ultimately, though, he would sign with their second team and play in an MLS affiliate league known as MLS Next Pro. So there's the context you need for those two players. And in case you saw the walk-in photos from last week, Jasim was wearing a red sweater and red toque, for those of you on audio. But I'll be honest, at the time, I didn't know who this was. So I had to do some deep diving. They posted the signing and this photo on the same day. So just to iron out any confusion. Great first impression, though, honestly, on a style standpoint. <laughs> Another signing worth noting is Ghanaian attacker Nana Opoku Ampuma. It was just announced less than two weeks ago now that he would sign a multi-year contract with Forge FC. And I'll have to quote Coach Bobby here because he said he's an explosive attacker who has played and contributed across Europe's top leagues and competitions. His presence on and off the pitch, as well as his ability to generate offense, adds a unique dimension to Forge's attack that will surely make an immediate impact. Now, if you're on audio, have a look at the video attached to his recent signing announcement because it shows all of his highlights, and there are definitely some impressive ones. He's also got some international experience with the Ghana national team, having made an appearance in a World Cup qualifying match, one in the African Cup of Nations, and two more friendly appearances. So I'm excited to see what he'll bring come the CPL regular season. Circling back now to the CONCACAF Champions Cup, I was re-watching my conversation with Charlie and I realized I may have jumped the gun a little bit last week. I was just too excited to talk about Wednesday's matchup. So for those of you who may not have watched the entire thing or are just joining us now, Forge FC matched up against Mexican Giants, Guadalajara, or Chivas, as they're commonly known. They would go down into halftime 2-1 after conceding an injury time and then ultimately recording a 3-1 loss. Cade Cowell for Chivas leading the team with two goals and an assist. Now, before we get into the matchup itself, I do want to throw to the post-match press conference because Coach Bobby had a great response when asked about all of those Chivas fans in attendance at Tim Hortons Field. No, I love fans. The more, the better. I don't care who they're screaming for. 
but for sure, uh, many people uh, left here tonight who may have come here, uh, obviously ties back to Mexico and Chivas cheering for them that tomorrow will be cheering for Forge. And that's the goal that you want from, from all of these games. You know, I've said it before when we've gone and played in Central America and different places and everyone talks about how difficult it is. And I'm trying to figure out what's difficult about it. As a player, as a coach, that's what you want to be doing. Uh, if they're screaming for somebody, it makes it louder, creates an atmosphere. You'd rather be doing that than playing in an empty stadium. Um, so tonight, you know, was excellent. Okay, we'd rather want uh, a few more fans on the on the Forge side, but I think uh, everyone who came here tonight, uh, I believe, saw some entertaining football from from both teams uh, because there wasn't one team uh, sitting back watching the other one play. Uh, both were trying to be aggressors, uh, and I think uh, that's a big thing that uh, that we take from this game, and hopefully the fans saw that as well. For those of you tuning in who may not be completely familiar with the 2023 version of Forge FC or potentially coming in as Chivas fans, while there have been some significant changes, Charlie and I talked a lot about the unconventional back line we saw from Forge last week, and that was because they have lost some important defending and midfield players like Mantrakar James, Avakar Sissoko, and Rezart Rama. That's why it was so important that players like Malik Awalabi Bellowu, Garvin Matusala, and goalkeeper Chris Colongo step up in the opportunity. Coach Bobby made it very clear that they did. So let's go back to that post-game press conference to hear his take on their performances. It's always easy to say that, but uh, the one thing you know, you go from year to year, it's uh, you're always going to have a different team, one, two different players. Uh, I'll flip the question back to the crowd and nobody needs to answer this, but uh, how was Maliko Walabi Balavu today? I think excellent. How was Garvin Matusala today? Excellent. Alex Janssen started training two weeks ago. Took a while to resign him. We got him. We're happy. But he never hit the training pitch till, uh, till two weeks ago. So, yeah, it's nice to have uh, different players, but today we saw and uh, what I talked about a couple of days ago in the press conference too, It's uh, that's the beauty of, of this game. That's the beauty of what we're doing in here. It's You're going to have very good players play here, uh, have a lot of success, leave, move on for more successes, and then it's the next guys up who uh, we've been grooming, working with, uh, and today we saw in a, in a big pressured match uh, that those guys were excellent. Another thing that Charlie and I discussed in last week's episode, but probably not enough, was the performance from Forge's left back Malik Awalabi Belawu. Arguably one of the best games we've seen we've seen from him to date. He was given the difficult task of defending Cade Cowell, but genuinely rose to the occasion. I was scrolling through my phone yesterday on Instagram and came across a post from the True North Foot. It's a great account to follow, actually, if you're interested in all things CPL. Lots of updates there. But they posted some stats, and I thought they were worth reiterating because after 90 minutes of play, Malik recorded 91% pass accuracy, 67% tackles won, 50% aerial duels won, three interceptions, three tackles, and that's not even the entire list, okay? So he has set the bar incredibly high for himself going into tomorrow's match. So honestly, if I'm a Chivas fan, I'm looking out for Malik. To be honest, again, if you are listening and you want a visual aid, feel free to check out the Forge YouTube channel because I have included some highlights from the One Soccer broadcast. Regarding last week and potential changes, Coach Bobby touched upon in the press conference the early adjustments Forge had to make after Kwesi Poku's injury, as well as what he and the rest of the coaching staff are taking away from Wednesday's matchup. Yeah, you never know. In, in hindsight, everything is easy. You know, at a 
a reason we had uh, Kwesi Poku playing a little bit higher on the pitch um, to expose certain areas. Uh, but at the same time, a substitution comes in in, in Borges and he creates from that same situation to tie up the tie up the match. So at the point as a coach, you say, oh, this may be a little bit different than what we thought. Uh, but I thought Borges went in, did, a, did an excellent job. You know, he's traditionally a guy who play, starts may start out wide and comes inside, but we asked him to stay wide uh, in the game for those certain situations. And uh, he's created a very... Uh, very good uh, situation for us. Um, so, yeah, we can say maybe change things. It, it could have been different, but that's what the game is. I think what we had to do a little bit more in the second half and we didn't do in the first half that we wanted was uh, attacking a little bit more in depth. Uh, sometimes I use a phrase, we have to artificially lose the ball behind the defensive line just to, uh, just to gain the field, uh, counter press and do different things. Um, we weren't doing enough of that in the first half. We're trying to look sometimes for the perfect uh, attack, and you're not going to find the perfect attack at this point against the Chivas. I think in the second half, we did a better job of that. Uh, whether we finished the attack or whether we artificially uh, lost the ball, and, and in doing that, I think uh, we were able to put a lot more pressure on them deeper in the pitch. We were able to regain possession higher up on the field in a quicker time period, and that gives you an opportunity um, to get attacks and uh Encounter moments in those uh, five to ten seconds when the opponent's not organized. In order for Forge to move on to the next round tomorrow, they will have to score at least three goals since CONCACAF Champions Cup uses an aggregate scoring system. So let's say, for example, they went outright 3-0, they'll advance because that aggregate scoring, they'll be in favor for three. However, if they win 3-1, hypothetically, they'll be tied for four, in which case they go to extra time. So point being, everything will be laid out on the table or on the field, I should say. <laughs> and you can watch it all on One Soccer tomorrow. Before we wrap up, if you have not already heard, Forge SC announced just a few weeks ago that they will be hosting their first ever pro combine between March 27th and 29th. Aspiring soccer talent um, above the ages of 18 will have a chance to showcase their skills in front of big time coaches from university and professional levels. So let's hear just for a moment what Coach Bobby had to say about this event. This March, Forge FC will be hosting its first Pro Combine. The event hosted at Tim Hortons Field will take place over three days, providing prospective players the opportunity to be evaluated by the Forge FC technical staff, along with many other members of the football community, including NCAA coaches, youth sport coaches, and other professional outfits. The club is always looking to identify top talent across Canada, and this is an opportunity to do that at the Pro Combine. Very exciting stuff. If you think you have what it takes, visit the Forge FC website because we have a little bit more of a detailed breakdown over there. Thank you so much for listening. That is officially all I have for today's episode. Be sure to tune in to that matchup tomorrow on One Soccer, and I will be back to check in to the Forge Audio Network very soon. This has been Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. Guys, I'm going to be honest, I'm recording this in my student house and so many people have walked by this window and I have been doing this for way too long. Okay, I think I've gotten all of it. I think.